Hello and welcome to the Stage Spot Podcast, a place where we talk to performers, creatives and fans about all things theatre. Hosted by Tim Talks Theatre's founder, Tim Todd. Okay, can you introduce yourself, please? My name is Rosie Mackay, and I'm the director and producer of a show called um, Something Educational. Perfect, thank you. Uh, my what I've, what I've been doing with my interviews, I've been do, asking questions, but in a sort of different format, just yeah. more sort of light-hearted. So, tell us one, two truths, and one lie about yourself. For myself, oh, good question. Okay, two truths and a lie. Um, I can speak fluent French. I have had three pet hamsters, and my uncle when he was four, killed his pet hamster by putting in a parachute down the stairs. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, what, would you be, uh, be able to describe your show in 23 words? 23 words. It's very specific. Okay. I know. I, I, I want something a bit, like, random sort of thing. Five best friends... At boarding school, land themselves in trouble. And deal with the impending doom of leaving school. To Uh, that uh, my internet, I think, just dropped in one second. One second. I don't know what this internet's doing. So, so, what are your plans to get ticket sales? Would you say? Um, my plans to get ticket sales. I've done a lot of flyering, we've done a lot of social media um, posts. It's kind of our, our main way of doing it is through Twitter, through Instagram, Facebook. Um, I'm personally an Edinburgh local, so like I'll just go into Edinburgh local Facebook groups and we'll like, be like, hi guys, I'm doing a show. Um, things like that. And um, because of that, I can be like, get my family and friends to promote as well, and that's helpful. That's pretty. Yeah, it seems like it's. Uh, not a challenge necessarily, but it's sort of an experience to promote the shows. It's what I've been understanding. Speaking. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's every year. I think it ends up being different for each people, and this year has been interesting because there's obviously been a lot of shows that have dropped out from strikes, and it's like not many, not as many people coming this year as I thought. And I thought that would mean it would be easier, but no, <laughs> it's still difficult to promote your show and, and get the word out there. But I think it's just. You've got to keep working. Even if you feel like you're not getting in somewhere with your promotion, you've got to just keep going and you'll eventually people will see it and you never know who might come from it. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I, I usually ask, what will you miss most while you're away from home? But you're you're an Edinburgh local. What? What? Yeah. I'll rephrase the question. What? What sort of will be different for you when you're um, in Edinburgh for the fringe instead of like day to day? Um, in the fringe, it's you're just it's different worlds. It, you know, you're out, you're flying consistently. It doesn't feel like you have you have to kind of remind yourself to look after yourself and like drink enough water and eat foods. Those are like things I have to remind myself to do when you're um, out in the fringe. But yeah, it's very different from my normal life. Of my normal life is a little bit less hectic than like a show week in the fringe. I have a bit more time to myself. But yeah, I think show week you have to schedule in that time for yourself and to look after yourself. Rather than in my day to day life, I kind of do it without thinking. Um, yeah. I think it's just more that. It, it just it just seems like from what I'm getting from people that have already beaten, it's like a crazy, crazy experience that you just need to sort of step back, back sort of thing. Yeah, no, literally. I think last year I helped co-produce a show, and this year is the first time I'm doing it by myself. Um, but last year's show it was like it got very stressful, but it was kind of. I wouldn't be here doing it again if I didn't enjoy it. Um, so stressful as it gets, it's fun. And um, what are you looking forward to? Are you looking forward to like seeing other shows, sort of thing? And yeah, so there's a lot of shows with. So I'm with the space this year, and there's a lot of shows with them that I like been seeing on Twitter. There's a show called In Memoriam that I was really interested in because it's like a dark comedy, um, and. There's um, a show that came last year. I'm not sure if they're coming back this year, but it was called X1969. And they were incredible. And I hope they're back this year. I'm yet to find the the producer and messenger about it. Um, and there's lots of other shows that I've just kind of like got my eye on from afar that I've seen our new shows this year. I've got, I started like a little Twitter thread of people who are also like first time fringers technically, like doing it by myself as first time fringe. Um, and seeing out lots of new shows and going to support them is my plan. Yeah, uh, I, I've had my email inbox has been full of shows, like including yourself trying to sort of gain exposure. I thought I might have five or ten people. I'm yeah. like 80 to 100 emails. I'm like, okay, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> goes mental. You put your email on Twitter and you're going to get loads. <laughs> I, I get loads anyway from like other 30 news, like in the West End. So it's like, Okay, I apologise if I if I like sort of miss anybody. Not intentionally. It's almost like you need a separate like Ed Fringe email just so you can like have it all in one section. I, I might do next year. Next year, <laughs> I, I'm hopefully still maybe next year I might be going up to Edinburgh. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, I'll have a separate email. I think that's so bad. Find, you need to find a friend to stay with in Edinburgh because it's so expensive to like get accommodation at Fringe. Or what what most people do I found is they live in they go stay up at north in like a different place up over the bridge and then they commute into Edinburgh. That's the only affordable way you can do it. So um why should the audience sort of pick your show? Um so our show is a collaboration project with five emerging artists. So they've all trained together um and 
through that I've created a really good bond and I really wanted to show that when you see theatre there's a lot of times people who just met each other as actors but when you have actors you have such a strong bond together I think that's really interesting and this show when I wrote it I wrote it each character in mind of these people and it's also fun it's a fun story it's not like doom and gloom I'm not we're not telling you off or anything like that like you get with some theatre it's a fun show I think it's very fringe it's um shows like the dynamic of like boarding school tropes and things like that um which to be fair none of us have been to boarding school but through through our, our market research is our version of a boarding school and it's just a bit of fun at the end of the day that we think that we want people to come and enjoy it and leave it happy and just glad that we went to the theater that sounds brilliant so um has the work has your work changed in any way? Would you say? Yeah. So the script at the beginning of rehearsals to now being about two weeks out is very different, um, and that's what I wanted. I always knew that that would be the case, and because these are actors I've worked with before, um, I knew that they would come to me with really good ideas, and they'd feel confident to to suggest ideas and come up with things. And we've all collaborated together to just be like, okay, this part could be stronger if we did this instead and just little things the storyline has not changed but the staging and things like that are changing we need to stick something and I really liked it that sounds good. I did actually lose you a bit for that last question. I, I, I'm still... I can't hear you. Got me back now? Yeah, that's better. I think it's probably my internet as well. It's not, very, not the best. So if you were taking over programming for a fringe venue, what sort of shows would you like to have? Oh, I'd like to have a lot of shows where... I don't know style of shows. I think I'd be open to anything. But I'd like to have a lot of shows by people who maybe wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to perform on a stage, things like that. I think that's always been one of my things is I think it's as much as that fringe is fun, it's not always accessible to everybody. And I think if I were to be a venue, I'd want to be more accessible, more affordable and just have a lot of people and especially emerging artists who are working hard to get themselves seen and maybe have an opportunity where like you come to our venue and then we bring you people from the industry who can help you out and things like that. Yeah, it, it it seems good, but it just seems a lot of work, which isn't a bad thing, but it's also incredibly expensive as well. Yeah. And plus, like, if I were to go, I live all the way down south in in Kent. So, like, just we're both... So, it, the easiest thing would, for me to... would be for me to fly. And yes. That like, is... I'm not, Very expensive. Yeah. 
So what would be your favourite fringe... Have I done what would be your favourite fringe memory? My favourite fringe? What was the last bit? Uh, what's your favourite fringe memory? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can give you an answer. That's... Oh, that's okay. I'm just trying to read my writing. Sorry, I was... Uh, every, I think of a question, a question, and then I scribble it down. Well, I do that with like uh, I'll like scribble down ideas for the script, and I'll be in a really tiny writing, and then two weeks later, I'm like, "What have I written? What is that about?" So, um, what what show are you excited to see apart from like when you are seeing your own show? Um. I've kind of never, apart from In Memoriam, I've not got anything that I'm set to see. I think I'd like to see F-Bomb Theatre's work because I've um, met Rachel, who runs that company. And I'd love to see like her work of, and um, if the Beatles were a boy band. Um, and there's just a lot of shows that like I kind of want to find on the day. I kind of want to do like be a classic tourist in my own city and just go around and see people flying and talk to them about their shows and see what it is. I think... Last year, I was so focused on the success of my own show. I didn't see a lot of other shows. And this year, I really want to enjoy it as much as performing it. Um, and I'm really lucky to have it on my doorstep. So I yeah. make use of it. So if the world was going to end, what show would you, what would be your last show? Ooh. Do you know what? Only because I recently saw it, I saw a performance of it, is The Importance of Being Earnest. I think it's a really funny show and it tells you a lot about society and I think it's a great show. And if the world's ending, what's a better show to watch than that? And um, what, would, what would you say your tips would be for surviving the fringe? Um, don't be afraid to have a break. I think there's this perception you need to always be out flyering all 24-7, but you're not going to put on a good show if you can't give yourself the time to rest. And fringe flu exists, so look after yourself because you will get ill. Um, and remember at the end of the day, and it's my... A little backhanded, but at the end of the day, what I tell my small goes wrong, it's not the end of the world. Um, yeah, yeah, I completely get that. It's if you're run down, you're not really sort of providing a good yeah. show for yourself or for everybody else. What What would you say? Um, what show would you say for people to see if they're not really into theatre? Um, I would look out for. If you're not into theatre, I would look out for sort of comedy shows. I think there's a lot of the fringe and you can specify it to what things that you like because there will be one out there. Um, there's so many comedy shows, but if you look for a comedy show that has your interest involved, you'll find something. And I think that's a good way to have a laugh because I think, you know, I think the fringe was kind of there for people to have to enjoy it. And um, I always say go see a bit of like immersive theatre or like something really strange, like go watch some cabaret or some like circus because you'll probably enjoy it even if you don't expect to. I think at the Fringe is the perfect time to go push the boat out and enjoy something you wouldn't usually go see.
Yeah, I've never seen really any immersive theatre. But I've seen musicals, I've seen plays. So <clears throat> it's just what there's a show out there for everyone. Like mm-hmm. I think um the choir of man is perfect for people who don't necessarily like musicals. Yeah. No way. <clears throat> that goes on to my next sort of question. What what is your all time sort of favourite show, would you say? All time favorite show. I think, um, from an acting perspective, Frankenstein, which was at the National Theatre, I thought that was really, really good. Um, I think from a visual perspective, probably like watching shows like Life of Pi when they bring that to the stage, I think that's just like from a set perspective, I'm like, wow. But from an acting perspective, I would say Frankenstein. Perfect. Um, I had a question and I've forgotten it now. What was it? So what what would be your dream sort of with this show? Would it be like a Western run, a regional run or what? Um, so this show idea originally came to me as a TV show idea and I had then adapted it to be a fringe show. And we've got some producers who are coming to see it, which we're very excited about. I mean, in my dream, it would be turned into a TV show, but I'm very aware of the likelihoods of that. But if I were to give you my wildest dreams, that would be that would be them. Oh, that sounds really good. Oh, I need to think. What was the question I was going to say? I can't remember. Um, I really can't remember. One second. I did write it down and I said it. Do you know, I think it's like the closest of the fringe makes your brain go fried. There's so many things I've been meaning to do and I just never get right into them because my brain is so fried at the moment. I've had uh, I've had so many interviews and there was a question that I asked in my interview earlier. I can't remember what it was. Oh, wow, that's so... Okay, it's a, it's not the question I was going to ask. What um, what changes did you make uh, for your show that was originally for TV? What what changes? What's the differences? Would you say? Um, I think I had to make locations a lot more clear in this. Um, I said it in my my Scottish family is from a town up north called Ballater, which is near Aberdeen, and this is where it's set. And I had to make that more clear than just having it filmed there. Um, and there was dynamics like between the characters, like characters in the show. I imagine in my head all these dynamics. There's the dynamics of between teachers that you don't see. Um, and also, I think we had to make it clear that these are not just best friends at high school. They've also lived together. 
So like that yeah. creates a whole different dynamic when you've got teenagers living together. And um, I really wanted to make that clear uh, in this, which I mean would have been clear in a TV show because you just show them living together, but you can't do that on stage as easily. So um, yeah, it was making that the dynamic between the characters more clear. That sounds good. So uh, with um, all of mine, like my guests that I speak to, I get them to ask the next guests a question. Um, I got it from Diary of a CME podcast. So what would you like to ask the next guest? Mm-hmm. What would be your advice for someone who wants to bring a show to the fringe? Do, do, do you have any advice for anybody else, would you say? Um, plan in advance. I think if you've got an idea and you're eager to take it to the fringe, don't force yourself to take it that year necessarily. It might be better for you to wait and put more planning into it. Um, and also my advice would be rally a team around you. Don't try and do it by yourself. Try and get yourself a team um, you can do it by yourself. It will be hard work, but why do that when you can create a team of people and create a little family who can help you get places? So, yeah, I would suggest that and be aware it costs a lot of money. <laughs> I know. I, I've I've seen how much it can cost, and it's quite expensive. Yes, you just I mean, you can never guarantee you're going to get that back in ticket sales. Um, but I mean, and that's not really what it's about anymore. I mean, I know some shows that's what it's about, but in the fringe, it's not really about the money. It's about the performance. And um, also, I would say, don't be upset if you have an audience of like four, because you can still put on a good show with an audience of four. Um, and it's all experience. All ha- I think it all happens for a reason to help you f- in your future career. So, yeah, and it's also good with um, like exposure as well isn't it really exactly well i've asked every question is there anything else you sort of want to say at all um there's not much else i could probably give you a bit of a more in-depth description of the show if you'd want yeah and um, so our show really just follows like these five best friends who um like have played church bingo which was something that I played at my school <laughs> um and they get in trouble they end up sitting together and you have to do this writing task it to them feels a bit silly they're like why what does it have to do with what we've done wrong and none of them have the motivation to do it because it's their second last day of school so why would you go off and obey these rules in your second last day of school um, but with the different kind of personalities, some of them are like, let's just do it. Some of them don't want to. They end up convincing each other to just sit and do it. And then they find out they have to turn it into a speech they have to perform tomorrow at the ceremony. Um, and that's the part where all hell breaks loose and they start blaming each other. 
Um, but really it's a story about friendship and how when something comes to an end and you have to say goodbye to those friends, how difficult that can be. And I especially think when they're 17 and they've not necessarily got that maturity yet, how that, how, how do they express that? Um, and when I was writing this show, I came across this term called sunset periods, which describes something comes to an end to allow something new in your life to begin. And I thought that was really beautiful. And that's kind of like what this is about. It's about how do people deal with changes that in the big scheme of things are good for them. Like they need to leave school to flourish. Well, they don't want to. Yeah. That's how, it sounds really good. Thank you. And let me know how it, how it goes. And what I might try and do is put a call out after the fringe for more interviews, like a roundup series, like this, like your your experiences, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, absolutely. But it feels like it will all happen as it'll be over in no time. It feels like like the lead up feels really slow, but also really fast, and then it happens and it's done. Um, but yeah, crazy. I'm excited, and hopefully you'll be up get to come up next year and see some shows. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, I have got the money at the moment, so hopefully. It, would you go it, up as a reviewer, or just would you go yeah, up as a reviewer? Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, you'd get a lot of shows as soon as people are on that list. I mean, you get a lot of emails now. I've 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 always I've already had invites for the shows I've spoken to, so it's <laughs> like, I'm not. I can't. I can't. I'm working. Like I've got. I've mm-hmm. got space this year. Yeah. But hopefully next year I might do. <laughs> well, next year, just come up, yeah. I won't be there next year. I'll be away at that point. We're all a lot of our cast are off to drama school and things like that. So we're all going off in our own directions. But I'll be coming back to watch shows, and I can't wait to just be an observer rather than a performer as well. That sounds brilliant. So I hope you have a fantastic time. Thank you. And let let me know how it goes. You can always email me, uh, and yeah. I don't know if if you sent me your press release. I can always pop that out. Well, I can I can send it to you. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Um, I can actually do that at the end of this. I'll send it over to so you. That's got perfect. It. Thank you. Okay. Well, it was really lovely to talk to you. And thank and you. For, you. Thank you for having an interview with me. That's okay. I don't mind. It's good fun having lovely. a chat having a chat with people about theatre. It's brilliant. I mean, yeah, to be fair, I'd love to do that. I'd love to do what you're doing and just get talking about the shows. I, I really love think it's so interesting to hear other people's um, experiences and perceptions and, I, and advice. I'm always going to get advice yeah. out of people. <laughs> de- 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 definitely. It's just so, so, so much fun. This is, I can't call it a job yet because it's not my job, but if it was, this would be amazing. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, this is this job that I'm doing like the directing is not my full-time job either I have to do other jobs to get money but um I like to call it my job because it makes me feel a bit better about myself you enjoy life a bit more got the creative aspect of it definitely well thank you so much for your time today it's lovely to speak to you lovely to speak to you too and I hope you enjoy your, your future interviews thank you and I hope you have a fantastic time Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Stage Spot 
podcast. You can find Tim Talks Theatre on social media. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter, which is now called X. You can also visit our website, timtalkstheatre.co.uk or you can send me an email, timtalkstheatre at gmail.com.